Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit that text line, folks, 704-570-9610. Hit up those socials. Hit that follow button. There are a lot of them, but for now, I'm just going to give you the most important one, which is at Wesson Walker on Twitter. You can give him the second most important one. The second most important, WFNZ, Twitter, and Instagram. You can give him the third most important one. Okay, then after that. it's it's We know what it is. Tell that, him. <laughs> at Wesson Walker, at Walker Mail at Westbride underscore 72. That's that's the most important. And at HTB underscore Josh. Hit the follow button on all of them, man. Just hit it, you know, while you're eating your uh, burger, Whopper, whatever you got going, man. Just, uh, you know, do that. Did you ever go uh, experience the National Cheeseburger Day thing? I sure did. When I ran out the house, I had to go run some errands. It was very late. It was after the show, but I was so hungry. (laughs) I went ahead, downloaded that McDonald's app because I thought I had an eye appointment. And it ended up falling through. So, otherwise, I would have stopped after work. But, yeah. Okay. Long story short, got that 50-cent <laughs> uh, McDonald's double cheeseburger. Fiddy, you had something. Late you, afternoon. You, did you say that you did experience National Cheeseburger Day or not? No, I was just coming after you because he put it in the group chat. And it was just another example that you don't pay attention to what gets put in the, play us against each other. in the Dang. text thread. Because he, he told us, it was while y'all were having your... Um, your weird argument during the Panthers Saints game. Yes, it was. It was Derek Carr. Uh, yeah. The Derek Carr and conversation. Grandison, yeah, and Grandison. And he just like slipped it in. He's like, I also went got my cheeseburger after the show. Yeah, no I? doubt. All right, since we I didn't did have not see the cheeseburger comment, <laughs> <laughs> and since we did not have it yesterday, let's get right to it. The campus, Kona. All right, man. This is the mother load of college football games this weekend. And when you talk about ACC football this weekend, it doesn't get better than Florida State and Clemson. Clemson definitely going to be looking for redemption after their season opening loss to Duke. The nodes are coming into the town as hot as fish grease right now. Clemson definitely has to be on high alert. So let's start to break this thing down just a little bit. Clemson has won seven straight matchups against the Seminoles. These two programs have accounted for 13 ACC championship game appearances and 11 ACC titles. The Clemson Tigers are looking to score 45 points for a third consecutive game. The first time since a six-game streak in 2019. They haven't allowed, they didn't allow a sack in their last football game. Granted, it was against Florida Atlantic. I get it. Cade Klubnick has thrown or been responsible for four touchdowns in two consecutive games. He's looking to make that a third. Home team has won 15 of the last 20 games in this series. Florida State's only win at Clemson since 2001 was in 2013. But the nose are coming in very strong, as I said. They're looking to extend their win streak to nine games, or they are at a win streak of nine games, longest active streak in the ACC, fourth longest in the country. Their 142 points through three games are the most since 2012. And yeah, if you want to beat the Seminoles, you better start fast. They scored on their opening drive of a half in nine straight halves. 
in the six half opening drives this season. Florida State has scored four touchdowns, two field goals. They allowed zero tackles for loss, including sacks in their win versus Boston College. And the Florida State defense has faced 21 plays inside their 10-yard line this season and allowed just five touchdowns. This is going to be a monumental matchup. And so when you look at the Clemson Tigers, how much goodwill could this bring back to this program if they are able to knock off the Seminoles? This would do a lot, I think. I think this is the kind of game that you need to win. If you've looked this bad so far against Duke, a respectable opponent, you have a bad first half against Charleston Southern. I was speaking with one Clemson fan earlier today. They're like, yeah, I might give them four good quarters of football, and that's about it. <laughs> a win against Florida State, which, yes, in the second half, they did not keep their foot on the gas against Boston College. It felt like typical, not trap game stuff, but it felt typical, all right, we're not It could have been could have been looking ahead. Yeah, right. I, I agree with that. So I, I hate to do that because we always disrespect the opponent mm-hmm. that actually puts up a fight, but that's just how I feel about Florida State. I think they're too talented. If Clemson pulls this off, even at home, if they beat that Seminoles team that looks so good against a very respected team in LSU, I think it will win a lot of the 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 fifty fifty guys back and say okay Clemson you know they had a bad opener but now I feel like they can really cause some damage yeah and so fantastic you brought that up because I remember going up to Durham for the Duke game and I caught a couple of Clemson fans in the lobby at a hotel and I was asking them how they felt about the game against Duke and they were very iffy I hadn't heard Clemson fans sound like that in quite some time they were like well. Yeah, man, uh, I don't know. And so exactly that's the how thing. Guy sounded, yeah. Is this the game that we've doubted Clemson the most in the recent Dabo era? Because coming into this game on paper, it looks like this could be Florida State all the way full throttle. Yes, I think so. I don't know when I've ever doubted Clemson this much. And when it happens for two straight years where you don't look like the normal Clemson, then you start to have some real doubt set in because you can get over that. Oh, it's all an outlier. It's not the real Clemson. They'll be just fine. You can get over that after one year. But then when you are supposed to be setting the tone, you're supposed to be saying, hey, we're back and we're back in a big way. And you get beat like you did against Duke and you have a couple of mistakes and Kay Klubnik doesn't look great. And the wide receivers talk about lack of separation. I mean, they're just manning them up and they're not doing a great job gaining any type of ground. Then, yeah, there's going to be some real legitimate doubt set in, not only from the Clemson haters, but the Clemson fans, such as you and I talked about. Fiddy, how much are you doubting the Tigers in this matchup or are you doubting the Tigers? I haven't. No, I don't think I am. I think I'm going to pick them to win the game because on the flip side, like if Florida State wins this game, they're, they've arrived, they're back. And I don't know if I trust Mike Norvell that much yet. I know he's beaten LSU back-to-back years, but I don't know if they're ready to go into Death Valley. I know it's a nooner, but that place is going to be rocking. I don't know if Florida State's ready to do this just yet. And so when you look at some of the moves that have been made this week in a move that doesn't happen very often, Clemson has added a kicker from basically off the beach to start in this matchup. And so he added a player... That is Jonathan White, former walk-on kicker. It's his second stint with the program. He was on the roster from 2019 to 2022 behind the star kicker, B.T. Potter. He never attempted a field goal and was 3-for-3 on PATs this season. And so Dabo said, quote, we went to the bullpen and called him off the beach. 
He said, we just need a little bit of maturity at kicker. So the Tigers are worried after starter Robert Gunn III missed an extra point and a 31-yard field goal in Saturday's game versus FAU. And I remember Dabo's body language after those kicks were missed, and he was not feeling it. And so that's wild to see a college team add a player a few games into the season. Kicker is the position you can do it. I think it was Brett Bielema. I think this is the guy who once was asked, so what do you do with your kicker? What's your messaging to him now that he's been struggling the past couple of games? And Brett says, what do you mean? He's a he's a kicker. You leave him the bleep alone and you let him figure it out. And if he doesn't figure it out, we get a new one. <laughs> like, that's just how yeah. it is. So they went out and they got a new one. And we'll see if he's going to be the guy that you can depend on in tight situations. If you need a couple of field goals to set yourself up well later on in the game. But, yeah, it is kind of weird to see a player of this importance. It does make sense, though, at this position. And so getting on to the Duke Blue Devils, still watching shows, still seeing things online with people not quite paying Duke the respect that we may feel like they deserve, but this is a conversation. They've got UConn coming up this weekend. They've got a chance to move to 4-0. They destroyed Big Ten foe Northwestern. They've got the Clemson win under their belt that I still feel a lot of people are like, oh, well, Clemson gave them the game and different things of that nature, but give you a couple of superlatives on the Blue Devils. They start fast as well. They're now 17-2 and when they score a touchdown on its opening possession since the start of 2017. They improved to 10 and 0 when scoring first under Mike Elko. He's now 12 and 4 through the first 16 games of his tenure in Durham, making the best 16 game start to a head coaching stint in school history. Duke doesn't necessarily beat themselves, so when Clemson fans try to talk about the turnovers, this is the MO of Duke's football team. They've won the turnover battle 11 times under Mike Elko, 9 and 2. During that stretch, they rushed for five touchdowns in their last matchup, and their defensive unit has posted uh, consecutive contests holding an opponent under 300 yards of total offense. But when you look around the country, especially when you listen to people talk ACC football, still not quite the respect that we may feel like Duke has deserved by beating a team like Clemson in its opening game. So, Walker, do you still think they're being disrespected, and do you think Duke stands a chance for maybe a letdown as they look ahead to Notre Dame, who they will play in two weeks. No and no. I think Duke is not being all that disrespected, and I do think they're going to take care of business against UConn, so I don't think they're in for a letdown. The reason I don't think they're being disrespected is they jumped up three spots in the past rankings. You know who fell a spot, and you know the program that Duke passed. Mm -hmm. It's Colorado who could not be getting any more respect whatsoever, and yet the rankings are coming in and saying that Duke has actually passed Colorado, I guess because of the overtime victory that they had. It was a little too close for comfort for the people voting on this thing. I don't think Duke is being disrespected. I think we gave them a lot after their week one opener against the Clemson Tigers. I don't think they've played massive competition, but they have taken care of business in each of those two games, and they're the 18th ranked team in the country. I have no problem with the way that Duke is ranked right now. They keep on winning, then they'll keep climbing up those rankings, especially, as you mentioned, when they take on Notre Dame in a couple of weeks, even UConn. I mean, if, if they win by, what, two touchdowns, three touchdowns against UConn, probably will jump up again in the rankings. So I think they're respected at the right amount. Yeah, I think that it's a situation because I heard, especially on certain networks, they were talking about who's the number two team in the ACC. And I heard uh, 
Miami being thrown out. And I heard, uh, I think, I forgot who the other team they said, but there was just, I just feel like Duke isn't still quite getting the respect that they deserve. Obviously, you have to keep on winning. But I think that this is a team that is for real. Like I said, they do have Notre Dame coming up in two weeks. So the college football slate, when you look at the marquee games in the ACC, and we're going to get to a lot more college football talk later in the show. But the Duke Blue Devils, like I said, they have a great matchup with Notre Dame in a couple of weeks that will be very intriguing to say the least.